water, earth, fire, opera. Long ago, the four nations lived together in harmony. Then, everything changed when the coronavirus attacked. Libby, do the thing! What thing? The thing! Oh, right. Please sit. Why don't you enjoy a cup of calming jasmine tea? And um, uh, so that brings us to, you know, <laughs> sorry, we can't talk any more about current events because then oh. this becomes a political podcast. Oh, yeah. This will. Well, uh, I mean, Avatar, I didn't realize the amount of political shit, which brings us into our next topic, the Earth Kingdom. Oh, God. Yeah. Which. Oh, my God. Political suppression. Talk about like some <sighs> fucked up shit right there because they didn't make it like the good guys against the bad guys. Exactly. That's what I appreciate even more so as an adult. Yeah. It's not black and white because it was pretty easy for them to take bossing say like to be quite honest they were just kind of like all right and i bet the rich people in the earth kingdom were just kind of like whatever like well, they didn't even well, know they'll the get war- through the outer walls so all the poor people are fucked but we'll be fine oh my god and you see like these people that are suffering and dying because of the war and can't eat and like oh my children god that are like and then you see toff's parents who are like so, Avatar Aang, when do you think the war will be over? Soon? Hope so. Like, you... Right. It's oh like gosh. something that they talk over dinner and drinks about, like, in the same breath as talking about the stock market. You know? Oh, yeah. it's It's just a minor inconvenience for them. But it's, it's, it's so interesting to see the divide between, like, the, the refugees and the immigrants... Which is also why this show is so prescient for this moment now. It's like there are people mm. coming to the border. And the woman's like, not without a passport, you're not getting into <sighs> Ba Sing Se. And then Toph was able to gloss it over with her golden passport thing. That's so true. Holy yeah. And, and it's because she's rich and, and her family's well known. And it's it makes you really think about it as an adult. You're like, oh my God, these all these... Uh, refugees who couldn't who didn't have enough money to go or like the the group that the parents of that that baby hope the yes. the baby who they have Aww. on on the the way to bossing say um they got their stuff stolen you know it's like it's something that happens at borders it's something that happens when you're fleeing from a violent regime or a war you know and then yeah. you look at the syrian refugee crisis and and as a kid, I immediately would have been like, oh, that's like how the Earth Kingdom refugees ha- ha- like had to get to Ba Sing Se, yeah. you know? Well, it's interesting to me how people, how people will, um, will ch- talk about it, will talk about border control and talk about immigration as if people are just kind of like driving over like you know what i mean like as if they're like driving over with their bags and they're just like oh we live in america now no people would not cross the border unless they really fucking had to right and they're paying like they're all all their money that they own to have a coyote take them across the border like through the 
the no man's land basically and like this completely barren terrain that's super dangerous to Mm -hmm. cross and they're risking their lives for their kids and their grandparents and like their parents to have a better life you know Mm -hmm. and then there are the other people of course who like you know come over on a travel visa and just overstay their welcome and you know then move here but that's why it's so interesting to see that like in avatar there's these different types of people trying to escape the war and how basically you have to have the means to to escape it yes and i really love how we see that complete journey from going to like having i mean granted they had stuff beforehand but they literally uh zuko and iroh literally had nothing at one point right nothing but they're close and then zuko started stealing from people (laughs) and then he started stealing uh he started stealing from good people shame on you zuko well Um, he he stole from some rich earth king bastard oh yeah bastards that's true you know um yeah like he stole their horse bird thing um they never specified what that was they gave him the, the no he took it remember oh Oh, ostrich horse. The yeah, ostrich the horse. Yeah, no, remember he took Oh, right. It. He stole those people's ostrich horse. But then you also see him have a conscience for a bit when he's like, oh, I'm going to go steal that guy's dinner. And then he sees that it's um, that mm-hmm. he's giving it to a pre- his pregnant wife, who ends up being the people that we see in the episode oh. when they take them through the serpent's bass. But it's so interesting. What is It's so interesting seeing kind of that journey from having nothing to becoming like bossing, say, refugees um and seeing them go like go to the uh, their journey to the upper ring like and owning a tea shop right and that's really that's really an interest you see like what life is like why these people had to had to flee what life was like out they had different circumstances but what life was like outside and what life was like inside of bossing say and granted the fact that bossing say is separated by class holy fucking yeah it's (laughs) it's the best example for children to see the wealth gap i think oh yeah and they fucking explain it and they full-on explain it like they're just like why do they have these poor people blocked off on one part of the city and they're like oh this is where our our farmers and our craftsmen live and then we have our artisans and our merchants like literally basically explaining every ancient civilization but then also like i don't know france right before the revolution (laughs) oh my god oh do you remember those fucking bitches who uh, um i forget is bitch not politically correct anymore i'll call them bitches (laughs) those bitches who are making fun of toff and her makeup why the fuck would you make fun of a blind girl you cunts like that is insane to me like Uh, i am like okay as a kid i was like oh they're mean but now i'm like she is blind like what the fuck yeah that 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 episode oh tales of bossing say it just hits differently and the creators why the fuck would you hit us with tales of bossing say lee where leaves from the vine and we find out that mako's dead then hit us with appa's lost days yeah why the fuck would Mm. you do that like it was a rough succession of episodes right there like that sequence just well we also had a week i mean like when i was binging it i watched those episodes back to back and like i was thinking wow these were a week apart i forget that and watching them back to back it is cruel yeah it's cruel and i remember thinking man i feel like i need a smoke now (laughs) that was aggressively sad Um, oh my god i mean but but when you look um, at when you look at the earth kingdom 
and you look at the the inequality and the wealth division and you look at also like as you were saying on the vein of of Iroh and Zuko's path from like having everything they've ever wanted or needed to having absolutely nothing Mm -hmm. I think what hits me the most as an adult was the scene when that man is walking by and he's like why don't you dance for me you know any songs oh my god i almost forgot about that and and like just the cruelty of of some people when they look at people who who don't have anything because i remember oh god i feel bad for laughing at it like when i was a kid because i remember being like oh uncle iroh is dancing but when you're an adult fuck yeah it's just horrible it reminds you of like every busker out on like the the subway in new york you know you're oh, just yeah. like every guy that's just like oh honey why don't you smile more and like but that isn't being vi- like i mean that guy was violent like towards yeah. iroh he yeah. like literally tried to cut his feet like yeah, oh my like, god dance dance <laughs> oh my god it like it hits completely differently like mm-hmm. when you just really yeah because as a kid do you remember that being a really sad part like no not no, at all like, i don't even remember that as a kid i think but watching it now it, it really impacted me where i was just like man i love and appreciate how they're able to show that there is cruelty on both sides like zuko alone is also mm-hmm. a great episode that shows that you know like these these um yeah really cruel and arrogant earth kingdom soldiers who are supposed to be protecting these people but in reality they're just robbing them blind taking fake taxes from them basically and then stealing all their shit you know and and they like do it in the name of the earth king pretending that they can like hide behind that as an excuse to to rob these poor people you know Mm -hmm. and then you see also in that episode such a great example of of prejudice because zuko defends them he firebends. They realize he's a firebender. He tells yeah. them who he is. Yeah. And then suddenly this little boy hates him and everybody mm-hmm. hates him when just a few seconds ago they were so happy that he was defending them from these corrupt soldiers. Zuko alone. My God, that hits in such a... That's an amazing point. Like with the with the little kid. That broke my heart too. My God, that was yeah. a moment that really broke my heart. And that I think is one of the, one of the last major things we wanted to talk about was like yes. how the sad episodes <laughs> just hit so oh much God. harder as an adult. Oh. Like I wrote down some that we, so we can talk about because I, I just had yes. some in my head. So like yes. Appa's Lost Days, obviously, and Tales of Bossing Say, oh. which were back to back, which was just rude. Oh. Um, and then Zuko Alone, and then The Southern Raiders, which is one of the last super sad episodes. Oh my God. Book three. Um, those are so sad. Like, yeah. <laughs> so sad. Like, it's, um, yeah, the episode, those episodes hit like a really differently just because I guess like you had always heard Katara talking about her mother, but we had never really like seen a lot. Oh, yeah. No, the flashbacks were just. Oh, my God. Brutal. She was so little. And at first, you're just like, oh, my God, Katara and Sokka, you're you're tiny and cute. And oh, my God. So, so big eyes. And. Right. <laughs> Then you see what happens. I mean, as a kid, I remember, like, I had I had not thought that she was going to go kill him. Right. I, like, wasn't thinking that. I was thinking, oh, she's going to get revenge. But she was going to go kill him. Yeah. 
And they had full on made an episode about this girl hunting down her mother's murderer. Yes. She's like, what, 14 at this point? She's 14. And she's just, I mean, it's it's a beautiful episode and it's heartbreaking because it's also like you're just seeing just the stages of grief and then finally in the end being able to accept and move on oh. and and notice as well that like his own current circumstances are kind of punishment enough oh yeah because oh, he's yeah. sad and pathetic and he has an abusive annoying older oh, mom why don't you take my mother that would be fun. <laughs> i think it's just so beautiful that instead of you know committing mm-hmm. murder stooping to his level that mm-hmm that Katara is able to do like the Michelle Obama moment, like when they go low, we go high, you know? And like, it's, ugh. and I just remember as a kid being like, yeah, you tell him, but like as an adult, you're I like, just, you have that whole thing when she's just like, you're sad and pathetic. And you're just like, yes, queen, yes, queen, get him. <laughs> I was so, oh my God, you're pathetic and sad and empty that's just that moment like where she's i'd say like one critique about the season because this is nearly a perfect season except there's not enough nearly enough zuka with team avatar there's so many things i am curious about uh the one thing is like this episode i don't think it should have been right there like it was great that but because it was between two big episodes yeah because um a lot of people remember the two-part um journey with which was an amazing episode and it showed a lot of development for Sokka. Um, it was kind of wrapping up everyone's arcs. They kind of used Zuko in there to wrap literally everyone's arcs. Except for Toph, but she didn't ever have like much of an arc per se. She was kind of just the same from the beginning. Although I do, I do love how they, um, how they even comment on it as writers where, where Toph is like, well, everyone else got to have a life changing field trip with Zuko. (laughs) I want to have my life-changing field trip with Zuko. And, and then she's like, well, when I was a kid, I was... And then when I was nine, I ran away again. He's like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That was that was so funny. I don't think it should have been right there because it was in between two really big episodes. Yeah. And that itself was a big episode. And everyone remembers it, but right. like not nearly as much as it should it be. It is kind of overlooked, I think. <sighs> um, but it it's so important that she gets that closure you know Mm -hmm. and i think that it's so interesting to see that side of katara because like most of the show she's just so like filled with hope and tear bending and and self-care right and like such a water sign my god she's (laughs) and she's such a mom too she's such a mom and she was like zuko was sleeping and then she was just like up all night and just like sitting there like watching and then you know he's just doing the he's like you know katara maybe you should like get some sleep (laughs) yeah and she's like no i'm not sleeping until we get him and and you just see this this side of her this rage that you've never really seen before that i think made me appreciate her more how much she's been able to keep herself so composed throughout this journey even though she's carrying around this grief this weight throughout the whole arc of the story Mm -hmm. and you don't really see her explode until that moment no um or, or really, like, I mean, you do see little bits and spurts with, like, I'm completely calm. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, yes, she, you do see bits and, and pieces of her, her like, what's under the mask, basically. Yeah, yeah. But, but, I mean, you She's don't really. angry. Like, you, you don't really see it, except right for, 
<laughs> yeah, she does 100% have a right to be angry. But you don't really see it except for when she's around Zuko, I find. You know, like there's that scene in the cave. Zutara. I do like Aang and Katara more as a couple because when I was a kid, I was Zutara all the way. Like I was just like, there. yeah, we loved a bad boy. <laughs> Zuko's the reason why we dated toxic men. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> that's actually so fair because you wanted to change them. We and you're like, where's his redemption arc? And then you're like, oh, wait, never mind. You're just a piece <laughs> of shit. I think the only person that could deal with him was May because she's so unemotional. And she was just like, she'd just be like, whatever. Because he was always like a lot calmer when he was with May. But uh, they're, I'll give you a little spill. They're broken up in the comics right now. What? I know. But, they're broken up. But Actually, who's Izumi's mom? You know who? You know who? So Sokka and Suki are just fine. But you know who's been doing a little flirting? on guru patik like um uh if y'all don't remember he's from season two he was the one who was uh with the banana onions and banana juice and um chakras chakras. (laughs) do you remember that that song chakras chakras i just will never forget when he shows up in in Uh. ang's visions of (laughs) of of (laughs) yes with like six arms with Appa and Momo in a death <laughs> duel. Best episode, hands down, oh in, uh, in terms of comedy. Oh, also, when you get older, just really quick, because the cause I just thought of this because he shows up in the next episode. God, everybody had a crush on like Sakura or Zuko when they were kids. Of As course. an adult, fucking Hakoda. Oh, what a hot dad. Zaddy. Oh, Zaddy. What a sexy dad. Oh, mm. my God. A yeah. sexy Zaddy. My God. Sexy um, single dad. Oh, such a sexy dad. My God. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> but also while we're on the topic of hot characters, because I don't know how we got here, but I'm going <laughs> to roll with it. Um, from Guru Patik. <laughs> uh, yes, Guru Patik. Oh, so mm. sexy. No, um, when we're talking about hot guys, I just keep thinking about Sokka's swordmaster. Oh, Zaddy. He's got that salt and pepper look. I oh know. Oh, my God. Mm. Facial oh. hair. Mm. Oh, I'd like to see him with that bun down, honestly. I bet his hair is like, I bet his hair is a mess. Oh, my God. Uh, sorry. Get um, your fingers all tangled up in that hair. <laughs> yeah, I bet it's all it's all uneven. <laughs> what the hell? I bet they're split ends. I don't know. Um, but anyways, <laughs> Guru Patik. Didn't know how we stemmed to this. Um, uh, now we're going to talk about death. Uh, <laughs> now we're going to talk about death. As if we hadn't talked about it a lot in this podcast. Um, but the best quote for like dealing with grief, I think I've ever heard, was from Guru Patik when they were opening. Might I think it was the heart-, heart chakra. Yeah, it makes the most sense. He sees his people and they all disappear. And then... Guru Patik says, you have indeed felt a great loss. It's reborn. Okay. He says, let me, okay. Okay. I know what it is now. Okay. But love is a form of cosmic energy. His love for the air nomads has not left this world. It is still inside of his heart Mm -hmm. and it's reborn into new love. And then he sees Katara. Like the first time he ever saw Katara, like that love 
like is still there and it can be brought about by like something new and it's just like and as long as you remember your love for them they're never really gone yeah and it's just like and it's such a it's such a sad thing to talk about that is like i think the most interesting perspective on like on grief how it's like re how love is reborn Mm -hmm. and like although you miss that person you can find new love in your life and then that's a way it's reborn and like and it's not even talking about like reincarnation it's talking about i mean although reincarnation does exist in this world um obviously obviously speaking on the 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 love being reborn like how when they talk about how gyatso was a best friend of roku and then like when they talk about how um friendships can can span lifetimes as well um and and how they can bridge reincarnation in that way and like how they talk about you remember when team avatar when they're like do you think that love and that friendship really can span lifetimes and they like all hug I can't. I can't. It's, and I it's can't. and then you see Cora and you're like, oh, it really does span lifetimes. Which also one more thing, like, oh, first of all, when Katara like looks at Cora, like in that episode when Cora runs off and is like, oh my god, do you remember that when yeah. Katara just smiles at Cora when she's like looking at at Cora in that moment and she's like sending her out on her Avatar mission. It's almost just like how her grand grand was the one who pushed her and Sokka to go out and follow Aang. She's like, your your destinies are intertwined. And then also the fact that she's called Grand Grand. And so it's just like full circle. And then you also feel like those, <sighs> those relationships span lifetimes. And like, yes. And then yes. Seeing, seeing Tenzin interact with basically his dad's reincarnation too. It's, it's like so- love interesting like mm-hmm. it's so interesting which we're, we'll get into we'll get into Korra Tenzin and Aang's relationship my god I have like a lot of theories about that daddy issues daddy issues but also I had like a beautiful uh, but I'll save this revelation for a Tenzin episode Tenzin and Aang episode because like my god it's it's their relationship was so although uh Aang was <sighs> although Aang had some problems as a dad what dad what dad doesn't their relationship was so beautiful a good thing is like the older you get the more you see these like little tiny things they may not even like have predicted is that each avatar is so different from the past because they take mistakes from their lifetime and then become a different person Ah, learn yeah like which is actually yeah which is actually what happens in reincarnation but like um that that's so interesting to me but we'll talk about that we'll talk about that in another episode (laughs) my god this is going to be like a two-parter three four five um but iroh how much did uh, this is a stupid question because I know the answer, but how much did Iroh just really impact your life and you didn't even know it? Um, Iroh, I I feel like whenever I think of Iroh, I think of that that clip of Lady Gaga being like, <laughs> "She's the friend you've always wanted. She's the oh. <laughs> the best. <laughs> like she she is kind. She is caring. She is giving." She's the friend you've always wanted, the mother oh, yeah. you've never had. Like that that whole oh, yeah. internet meme, like that is Iroh for me, you know? Like he is just an extra grandpa in my life that Which, I needed. Didn't you appreciate him so much more as an adult? Like we'll we'll have a full uh, 
few episodes on Iroh and the life of Uncle Iroh because I have so many theories. And so many questions. Oh, yeah. So many things that were nodded to, but like things I've always wanted to ask the creators are all questions about Iroh. But like it's it's like, don't you see like how like from a kid versus an adult, like how deeply, deeply like how insane his character like not insane as in like like but like how just so well done and so beautiful and so how amazing his life was well also hands down best voice acting of the show is Uh, mako mako rest in peace like he just i i feel like there are these scenes with him and zuko and there are a few of them in the show because there's lots of times when he's like, you have to look at yourself and see what do you want? I what? still <laughs> ask myself that. Like, I'm just like, it's time to look inward and ask yourself the big questions. Who are you? And what do you want? This is me in my bathroom. Just like <laughs> <laughs> to the mirror. Well, yeah, I still do that. Like, I mean, just, I, yeah, he's just there. Those were just the most incredibly acted moments in the show, oh, I yeah. think, because they felt honestly like i was watching a live action like i i felt the emotion in his voice and it wasn't being forced it was just the love was there the care was there and Mm -hmm. he just is such an inspirational influential character and i know there's a lot of memes in like the avatar fandom where people are like I feel like we all just need to have a sit down with Uncle Iroh right now oh and really God. talk about what the hell is going on. Like, and how his his advice was so simple. Like, it was always just like, I think he helped like every single person on the show. 100%. Like, and oh my God. Oh my God. Did I mention this? Okay. Okay. Did I mention this on the podcast already? I wonder how like the Tales of Bossing Say episode, the older you get, the older you get, the more you see these theories. A couple years ago, um, I saw this thing on Reddit and I watched that episode again, the Tales of Bossing Say. I didn't realize he was helping each person in that episode it which that's so simple thing that i just didn't realize and then at the end of the fucking episode when he's talking to his his dead son luten he's just like happy birthday my son if only i could have helped you (laughs) holy shit i didn't realize that as a kid Mm -hmm. i always saw that as oh did some did he not like did he was he did he not help him and that's why he died or i always connect it to like why he i don't know like i always wanted to know what that meant and he was helping everyone in the he's helping everyone in the show yeah but he helps everyone not even in that episode but all throughout his arc it's like this is him atoning for letting his son down and like his gravest mistake in his mind like he's doing this kind of cosmic karma retribution by trying to be the best person he possibly could be and he realized when he let down his son and then he you know ended the invasion of bossing say that he like while he might be deemed a failure in the eyes of the fire nation for not you know going through with their plan Mm -hmm. that he that it was the only way that he could be the person he needed to be for his son even though his son was dead yes and his love was reborn mm-hmm. <gasps> shit his love was reborn into his love for zuko like oh i love this fucking show i just realized that i was just like <laughs> oh my god i just realized that his love was reborn into his love for zuko oh i hate this show my god and like <laughs> i love it but i hate it oh my god it's just it's just it's just you know when you love something but you hate it mm-hmm. girl yes yeah no my i cat. feel that way okay <laughs> My cat, my cat, but no, I mean, I feel like on the topic of Iroh, just things that hit 
so much harder as an adult that just impact you differently is like that scene when Zuko comes with the gang to Ba Sing Se where the White Lotus has come to reclaim Ba Sing Se um, when he goes to finally see his uncle and he, he hasn't said a fucking word to him <gasps> since before he was captured <clears throat> by Azula before he, you know, kind of chose the dark side. Like how he just immediately hugs him and he's like, you're not, I thought you, you hated me or I thought, like, how, how could you forgive me? And he's like, I never hated you. Um, he was sad. Yeah, he just because wa- he felt like he lost his way. Yeah, <laughs> it's just oh, it's so haunting and so beautiful. And then they fucking end that scene with it wasn't hard, Uncle. You have a pretty strong scent. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah, Iroh. Like it's just I, I feel like he changed our lives. Like even though we, um, so we've talked quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so in last week's episode, Libby critiqued a amazing BuzzFeed quiz oh, that was so, so accurate. So accurate. How? Yeah. And what did you think of that BuzzFeed quiz? <laughs> well, I'm still thinking about the fact that they referred to Harry Styles' album "Fine Line," but didn't tell me that it was Harry Styles' album. I forgot <laughs> that that was the name of the album. And they wanted me to pick one of his songs. Dude, what got me was all of the like, which Hunger Games character do you like best? Which Harry Potter character do you like best? It was definitely, it was so bad. Like it was just, you could definitely tell it was someone who just like threw it together. So we're going to. It was someone on a deadline. (laughs) It was someone being told, you have 15 posts. You have 15 posts you got to make today. <laughs> oh, my God. And then the quote at the end, they literally just stole Iroh's quote. They Googled it. My cat is making noises. Danny, I'm podcasting. Sorry. I had to tell my cat. I Don't my cut cat that. Place. <laughs> Put Danny in her place. Put Danny in her place. She's grounded. Um, Daenerys Corkidian. <laughs> I am doing a BuzzFeed quiz now. I'm Bethany. This is me. Okay, so this BuzzFeed quiz is called... There's a lot of Avatar BuzzFeed quizzes. I don't know. I'm expecting this one to be worse, uh, especially since I can see the first question. It's called, Which Element Would You Bend? Wait, can I read the little um, blurb below the title? I'd be offended if you didn't. Bending is all fun and games until the Fire Nation attacks. (laughs) Everything changes when the Fire Nation attacks. (laughs) Hey... Okay, and also everything changes. Everything changed. They attacked. Uh, this. Uh, Think uh, someone gotta check these By everything t- changed when the Fire Nation attacked. <laughs> and who wrote this? Tanner Greenring. Okay, Tanner. I'm going to. Oh, oh they're also staff too. This isn't a community post, so. <laughs> We got some high high oh. expectations here. This person gets paid. Mm-hmm. This person gets paid to write avatar quizzes. Which element would you bend? Choose a symbol. Um. So we've got some weird symbols here. We got some pretty weird symbols. Um. I do you know what these are? I know so, one I mean, is a moon. Some one are- is a tit. <laughs> <laughs> one is a circle with a dot in the middle. One is a circle um, with a dot in the middle. No, some tit. of them look like they're there's a few of them do look like they're ancient symbols with meaning and i can't remember like i recognize that one that almost looks like a female sign with like the half 
um, circle above the top of it. That- yeah, this feels a little uh, 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 like if it's not if it has nothing to do with any of the culture in Avatar, it feels very appropriate. I feel like this person was just like, oh, the guy has an arrow on his head, and now we have arrows. <laughs> no, it also looks a little bit like Wiccan kind of stuff. Yeah, so like, I'm like you're yeah. a witch. <laughs> Yeah, and like, um, and I know that Avatar also took inspiration from Native American culture and also uh, from Inuit, and I know that, but it's just, yeah, this feels a little like the arrows and like also this looks a little bit like the Earth Kingdom. Uh, Yeah, this person literally just like looked up the symbols and like tried to find symbols that were similar. The fucking moon, are you serious? Like, oh my gosh, I'm... I like this. I mean, this one immediately grabbed my eye. So and the moon kind of triple arrows with a little cross beneath. Yeah, I picked the triple arrows with the little cross beneath it. And is this the? Yeah, this looks like zodiac weird. I like the tit, but I don't know. The tit didn't like the tit immediately grabbed my eye. uh, But (laughs) we know why. We know why. We know why. But I just I don't know. The arrows spoke to me more. It's like which animal. Would you choose as a companion? Okay, if uh, I'm expecting them to be the hybrid animals that exist in the Avatar world, you know, like a um, platypus bear, a I would hope saber tooth moose, moose lion, <laughs> a uh, like um, little the little penguins that look like seals. Uh. Um, but I'm expecting it not to be. And I was right. <laughs> there oh, is a, a dragon. <laughs> there's a dragon. And there is a lemur, which we all know what that would be. Wow. Um, okay, so there is a goldfish. There's a wolverine. There's a pangolian. A pangolin. A pangolin. There's a, the, a pangolin. What is that? Interesting. It almost looks like an anteater. I think oh. that is an anteater. Oh, and I, we know why the goldfish is in there because this person looked up the water tribe and saw the koi fish. And then it was like, oh, they like fish. <laughs> and a wolverine is in there because they looked up the earth kingdom and saw the badger moles. And then they were just like, oh, those must be big wolver. They like wolverines. And dragons breathe fire. And dragons. These are not even the kind. This is like a Game of Thrones dragon on here. This is not even like the kind of dragons I that are in Avatar. I think it honestly might be a picture of... Um, the pic, the the like illustrations in the world of Ice and Fire book. Yeah, that that looks exactly like. Yeah, that actually looks exactly it looks like, like Balerion the Black Dread. <laughs> There's a ringtail lemur, which we all know. This person was just like Momo. Oh, they have a lemur. Probably watched like the one episode and then saw a lemur or like saw that there was a lemur. I don't think this person watched a single episode. I think this person just Googled everything. And there's a little elk. I know I would pick a lemur just because I loved Zaboomafu growing up. But that's just me. I love lemurs so much. Also, this lemur kind of looks like my kind of has the eyes of my ferret that I had growing up. (laughs) Um, And I love little animals that sit on my shoulders. So I would pick the lemur. But um, there's also a dragon. That's a game. We went over the dragon. But the dragon is just blowing my mind right now because this is not the types of dragons that are in Avatar. Oh my god! This is I, I'm I'm sick. I'm about to throw up. <laughs> okay, um, so you picked a lemur. Yes. <laughs> Just from reading the question, they saw the episode. <laughs> Daenerys, stop being crazy. <laughs> I know my cat's a dumbass. 
she cute yeah um but which of these is most likely to send you to the hospital i assume that they watched the episode where they got sick the blue spirit episode um and they had to suck on frozen frogs oh wait no that's not the blues oh wait that is the blue spirit i completely forgot about that um or they watched the they saw them like traveling through the desert i don't know um falling out of a tree (laughs) severe migraines burning yourself while cooking oh that's me frostbite from which firebenders they wouldn't like like fire um, firebenders kind of they don't really like burn themselves yeah they're more likely to accidentally burn someone else yeah like it's like because i don't want to say like firebenders don't get burned because we have zuko but like uh firebenders don't burn themselves i don't i don't know this person is oh my god uh frostbite from staying outside sledding too long okay uh, we got penguin sledding well, here. Well, I have gotten frostbite from staying out sledding too long. So I, I'll probably pick that one because that has happened to me. Dehydration from getting lost while hiking. I don't hike. Um, he probably just saw the. Oh, they walk a lot. <laughs> or probably saw them in the desert. I'm guessing this is from the desert episode. And they were just like, oh, they like to go on hikes. Okay. Oh, you remember when um, they didn't have any water? Oh, yeah. Remember when they didn't have any water and they had to bend it from the clouds? <laughs> okay. Um, and really, really bad sunburns. This is so stupid. I don't okay. even know the logic behind this. Okay, I'm going to say frostbite from staying out sledding too long because that has happened. Midwest to me. bitch. Midwest bitch. Um, oh god, oh god. Okay, so from these quizzes so far, these two quizzes that we have taken, we've seen a lot of people be like, "Oh, this is a nerdy show. Nerds like this." This person probably went on BuzzFeed like the nerd section. It was like, "Okay, what's another nerdy thing?" Um, so who here would be your nemesis? The Lannisters, the oh, Joker, God. Darth Vader, the Daleks, the Daleks. Daleks. What's that from? From Daleks. Doctor Who. Oh, I don't watch Doctor Who. Uh, and Sauron from Lord of the Rings and Voldemort. Wow, they just took a, from a bunch of different. Yeah, they were just like they fandoms. were just like okay, let's let's um because there's really only one nemesis in Avatar, uh, which is the Fire Nation. So this just doesn't make any sense. Um, well, but, I mean, I feel like if you had to pick, ah. Uh, I feel like my nemesises in my life have been very well. I don't. I don't. I like me myself. I try to detach myself from like from like conflicts and stuff. But I've noticed that the people in my life who have um, become my nemesis is not by my own choice. Um, <laughs> I would probably say the Lannisters. Yeah. Just because like people who like to start conflict and the Lannisters love to start fucking conflict. Also, they're rich assholes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Usually rich assholes and usually people that like to start conflict for really no reason other than their own pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, Choose yeah. a starting Pokemon. Oh, my God. I hate this. Um, okay. So we have Bulbasaur. We have Charmander. We have Squirtle. We have uh, Jespin. Mm-hmm. Um, Finnegan and Froakie. Froakie. Okay, I love how they did that because literally there are different types of Pokemon. There are like uh, fire Pokemon, water Pokemon. Like, I love how they're like, let's try and make it. Oh, they were just coincide elements. Um, I feel like this one with the little hat. 
<laughs> yeah, I love Charmander, but like, I feel like if I were to choose a starting Pokemon, I wouldn't choose Charmander. I feel like I would choose like this one with the little hat. <laughs> um. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> Taylor, do you want me to read it for you? She was not relevant. I don't understand. Please read it. I can't. Which Taylor Swift is your favorite if you can manage to choose just one? Wait, Taylor Swift wasn't even relevant around the time Avatar premiered. Like, yeah, no. yeah, like she wasn't even relevant. She wasn't even a thing. Like, I mean, I, she was probably a thing, but like she was, she wasn't, she wasn't built yet. <laughs> these, <laughs> these pictures are just so interesting, oh, too. Oh, God. You can tell that a toxic cis straight white male wrote this. Like, yeah. Crazy Taylor Swift. Angry Taylor Swift excited taylor swift flirty taylor swift surprise taylor swift and nerd taylor swift of course from you belong with me what does this have to do with elements i I don't know i don't get it just pick one um i i'd say the only taylor swift song i ever had on my phone was you belong with me or like not on my phone on my ipod on my ipod shuffle oh (laughs) og shuffle um the og shuffle the one without a screen the one that's just like a stick of plastic i'm gonna choose nerd taylor swift because that's the only it's from the you belong with me music video of her like wearing glasses and wow she's such a nerd um she's wearing glasses such a nerd girl you do not know um how hard and how expensive it is to be a nerd danny i'm doing a podcast um oh god what kind of pizza do you prefer (laughs) cheese pizza pepperoni pizza meat lovers pizza hawaiian pizza supreme pizza or dessert pizza dessert pizza is not a fucking pizza Uh, i just I'm so speechless that this is in here, um, deciding what fucking element to bend. So I am just going to pick one and then move on because I cannot comment on it. You picked Hawaiian. Yeah, I picked Hawaiian pizza. Which of these words best describe you? The only avatar picture that they have shown in this entire fucking quiz is on this one. It's just a it's just a picture of Aang in the avatar state. Um, which of these words best describes you? Humble, stoic, fiery, fun, wild, or honest? <laughs> I'm trying to decide between humble and fun. Am I, am I more humble or fun? <laughs> I think What'd you're more you fun. I feel like I'm so boring. Like, no. I just sit around and... Really? No. Let me. You make boring things fun. Really? Yeah. Libby. I'm hugging her now. I'm on her mic now and hugging her. Mm. I love you, Libby. I love you too. Um, so I'm fun. Uh, I got a waterbender. Uh, I mean, I used to think I was a waterbender, but I'm an air nomad. First of all, I've moved so many times in my life and I'm always on the run, always on the move. And also I really detach myself. I try to detach myself from a lot of situations and a lot of, um, problems mm-hmm. so i i detach myself i go by myself for a while and have just, you mastered flying yet because of that i've tried to you know i just sit on my porch it's too fucking loud <laughs> um and then i just say wait what is what does he say gosh um what does he say what's that quote wait like a feather weightless and become wind something like that i don't know but okay let's let's see what this which element do you bend i got you got water let's read this little paragraph water benders get their power from the moon 
Ah, they learn from the moon. They don't get their power from the moon. Um, well, they do derive their powers from the moon, though. Oh, well, they don't derive all their powers from the moon. It was bestowed upon them from, <laughs> from a lion turtle. Um, but they don't they don't give their they they get extra power from the moon, but they don't get all of their powers from the moon. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I guess that's me being a little bit nitpicky, but um, <laughs> yes, this is a podcast where I can do that. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me. Uh, they're capable of controlling water in any of its forms. Okay. That means you can do cool stuff like putting giant ice spikes out of the ocean. And you can also do truly terrifying. The grammar in here is fucking what? Um, (laughs) you can also do truly terrifying stuff like bending the blood right out of a person's body. That's not true. You can't. I've never, I've never seen a bloodbender take the blood out of their bodies no 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 No, they control the blood inside their bodies they control the blood inside their bodies maybe they could do that but nickelodeon hasn't let us see that yet um but that's not that's not that's not canon boo (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah and i i think oh I oh god I can't imagine what that would look like if we got to see a bloodbender just ripping the blood out of somebody's body like yeah. how uh that would make water bending way too powerful like how um <laughs> what's her name uh the original bloodbender oh uh Hama how Hama like ripped the water out of the trees and like made them break apart but yeah, I would but- never want to see her do that to a person our blood is more so like it like the the, the, trees are porous so you can probably pull the water out of there our bloodstream has like skin and like uh, tissue has stuff covering it yeah so i get like controlling it inside i guess you could technically like freeze it or something or if you have like a a scar or like whatever a cut um, pulling it out (laughs) well yeah but like deep the blood like in your veins in in your capillaries like Like, you would have to literally have an open vein which is like spewing blood so in order to bend the blood out so kind of really horrified oh yeah this is a really weird conversation well, what I think is even weirder, though, not only are we talking about this horrifying physics of of what bloodbending technically could be, is that this person went straight to that while talking about waterbending in a tiny blurb. Like, not even talking about how water is the element of change, not even talking about the ocean and the moon spirit. This person literally just read this out of a Wikipedia article. Okay, and the last sentence the most true the only true statement in this entire buzzfeed quiz don't mess with waterbenders they're very powerful they're like, water tribe out water tribe. water tribe water tribe final thoughts uh worse than the last one <laughs> yeah worse well, than the last one at least they like tried this one just feels like they did not try like they did not try at all they just threw a bunch of questions in there threw a bunch of answers like it, it I don't see how it makes sense, which is why I'm not surprised that I got the wrong element because I'm an Erno man. Although like, your Instagram handle used to be Babs of the Water Tribe. But uh, Libby, we, we don't talk about that. If you're going to reveal my secret. Um, <laughs> yes, it used to be Babs of the Water Tribe. Yeah, I, I give this a I give this a solid uh, zero out of 100. Ooh, very out of a hundred. That's rough. Like, where is there a single piece of like information that is correct in here about Avatar? I don't know. It they doesn't even, even really refer to any like 
situations or that well, they've encountered or like no making decisions or like like the like if i were to make questions for this it would be what would your stance be because waterbenders they have a stance that is more like you know they're ready to move at any time right or also what would your attack style be because everyone knows <laughs> everyone knows that waterbenders they use their opponent's energy against them right. i literally taught that there's a whole you can just literally google that like, well, but I feel like you could also talk more about like your values and like yeah. where you, like do you value family? Do you value like the your people people's perceptions of you? You know, like do you Father! value spirituality? Are you a spiritual person? Because everyone knows that the two most spiritual elements are water and, and air. air, and the Earth Kingdom and the Fire Nation. They're not very spiritual, mm-hmm. and I mean they're kind of spiritual, I guess. But like with the fire sages and everything. But the Earth Kingdom is there a single? Did you say a single? spiritual thing about the earth kingdom ever except for except for wan shitong's library and it was out in the middle of the desert these are literally really easy things to answer are Are you light on your feet do you like to be more rooted to the ground yeah are you it's literally like your favorite kind of yoga you know, I don't yeah. know. Think like that. What's your favorite kind of martial art? Do you like kung fu? Do you like um? Do you like tai chi? Well, do you I think like... that that's also just because white people don't know about those types of things. Oh yeah, that's true. This is catering to white people because it has Taylor Swift, it has pizza, and it has choose an Aztec looking symbol like from anthropology that's most likely cultural appropriating something, and there's a tip. Um, <laughs> and pick a cute animal and then there's a game of thrones dragon instead of an actual chinese inspired <sighs> dragon an actual chinese inspired dragon and um which of these are most likely to send you to the hospital that one i still don't understand i still don't understand <sighs> well we just wrapped part two yes thank we did. you so much for sticking with us this was quite a a deep dive into all of our scratching the surface boo yeah (laughs) i mean i know but we we really we got deep into our childhood pictures of what we we loved about avatar and Mm -hmm. and how that's changed i mean we've really just put all our cards on the table here about how big of nerds we are but um Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, We'll be back next week with another episode. Um, And whatever that'll be. (laughs) Whatever that'll be. Thank you so much for listening to Yip Yip, the last podcast. We come out with new episodes every Tuesday. Catch more of our episodes. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever the hell else you listen to podcasts. Avatar State. Yip Yip.